321. Hi, my name is Rick Napier, the president at 321 Biz Development located in Northern California. And uh, 321 Biz Dev, we are a consulting firm that we support a lot of businesses and we also support our, our, our neighbors and our citizens who, who seek services from attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance agents, and real estate brokers. Today, we have a special guest who wants to talk about a case, uh, which is potentially a malpractice case in Los Angeles County. And, uh, and his name is Fausto. And for, for the sake of HIPAA, which is the, the law that protects privacy, we will not mention uh, his mother's name, nor will we mention the medical facility's name. So without further delay, I would like to welcome Fausto uh, to the 321 BizDev podcast. Good afternoon, Fausto. How are you doing? Good. Um, just happy to um, be here. Uh, the first thing I want to say, I want to say con- condolences uh, to the passing of your mom under the circumstances that we're going to talk about. It's always uh, not a good day when you lose your, your loved one, especially as your, your mother. So I want to extend my condolences uh, to yourself and your siblings and the rest of your family. Thank you. I really appreciate that. The first two questions I have before we uh, start talking about your case, and you can speak on it for 30 seconds uh, each, is you reached out to Jessica Macho, and uh, and she is a legal nurse consultant. And, uh, and the second question is, uh, what led you to reach out to Jessica? That's the first question, actually. And how come you didn't call an attorney about your case? Um, I actually found Jessica. Well, she found me. Uh, I did a, an Instagram page just to, um, just to kind of put the word out there about medical malpractice, especially um, concerning this um, specific case I'm dealing with. Um, considering the hospital involved, they've already had um, um, a bad reputation on the first um, COVID pandemic. Um, they actually piled dead bodies in the parking lot with no um, cooling whatsoever, and the body bags were leaking. And I didn't know about this till um, much after my mom's passing and um, we, I, I just rallied up a group of people to protest in front of the building. And um, that's when someone told me that this had happened there. And um, yeah, I started the whole um, Instagram page just to try to um, put the word out there. And um, yeah, Jessica just happened to find my page. She added me and I went through her, through her Instagram and I, I was just, um, relief that someone um, out there is um, is understanding uh, what I'm going through and like and not just gaslighting me or making me feel like I'm crazy but um, like this is a real issue and this is a real threat to everyone and it's 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 beyond me that no one knows about it enough exactly so in Los Angeles the second question um, Fausto how come you didn't reach out to an, an attorney there because Los Angeles has many, many attorneys, as you know. City of 10 million. Um, I did, actually. I, I reached out several. They're hard to pinpoint because no one's really taking the uh, medical malpractice um, cases involving COVID or anything like that. But I, I was able to find um, one or two that um, were 
um, interested or um, did tell me that they were able to help. But um, in order to do that, I it it just got more complicated. I I would have to get medical records and all that, and um, just um, the 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 way I'm going about that um, is a little specific. I have to. I'm making all these complaints, formal complaints, through the Orthopathic um, Board of California and the and the Health Department of California in order to get um, a subpoena, hopefully, um, for medical records. Since my sister-in-law is um, a power of attorney and she's refusing to release anything, really. Okay. Not even so, her ashes. Not even her ashes. Oh my gosh. So if you can, please describe to our listeners and also to potential medical malpractice attorneys that we could forward this conversation to, please describe what has happened. Okay, so I did write this complaint, which I'm just going to um, go by, that I sent out to the to all the boards that I can find, possibly in California. And um, thankfully, I, I am getting a response and I'm getting help. Um, um, okay, so here it goes. It's a huge delay in treatment by the doctor and his staff. Huge violation of their patient bill of rights. On March 31st, I spoke to the doctor um, and he mentioned I can make suggestions on, med- on the medication for my mother battling COVID. I had asked to get a full description of the medication she was taking so I can get a better understanding. He said he would have a nurse call me back with that, and yet I I didn't get a call back. Um, The following day, February 1st, I called and I could not get a hold of anyone. So I I decided to contact the case manager. Um, She um, told me that she would have to get um, no in, or, in order for me to be her my mother's legal support person. She mentioned that I, I mentioned to her that uh, my mother had Alzheimer's and she didn't seem to get any better. And I haven't seen her in over a month. And she's close to critical care. And it may be the last time I see her. She said she would have to get back at me um, after getting approval from the house supervisor. Later that I found that she was being intubated and put on a mechanical ventilator. My heart dropped. I knew my mother would not survive something like this. And with her vulnerable state of mind and her fragile nerves. Even my older brother, um, who had power attorney, was not fully aware of the procedure and its risks. Um, so this was a huge failure of informed consent. Um, with the patient's family. The only reason they gave me as to why they intubated my mother um, was that she had shallow breath and low oxygen in the blood. On Wednesday the 2nd, I scrambled to get a hold of the doctor to figure out options that did not involve intubation and getting on medication that had potential to save my mom's life. Knowing that the patients have the right to try and the right to quality of care, I was determined to speak to someone. I had reached a nurse um, who had finally um, gave me a list of my mother's medications 
and um, not the medications that I had in mind for my mother, like corticosteroids, permissive hypoxemia, prone position, antioxidants, thiamine, melatonin, vitamin D, and D. She said she would pass the message along to the doctor and have him call me back. Yet, still no response. On Thursday, I still have yet to um, get an answer from the doctor and the case manager. The only person that I can get a hold of was the head nurse of the COVID unit. And all she had, all she said was that my mom was stable, she was not getting worse, and she was not getting better. I didn't, it didn't seem like right that she was placed on the COVID ICU on a mechanical ventilator without us being able to see her first and at this point it just seemed completely senseless cruel and downright abusive <clears throat> on friday the 4th um i was nearly getting ready to go to the hospital to talk to someone in person since i was completely being ignored over the phone the head nurse um had only one thing to say to me my mother was stable she wasn't getting any worse but she wasn't getting any better i mentioned to her how i needed to talk to the doctor and set up a zoom meeting with the protocol committee to discuss an effective medication options and treatment um at, and that's when the head nurse had finally given me the doctor's phone number office phone number and um moments have passed i called him they didn't answer, um, they said that he was busy um, taking up a, um, a, a, cu a customer, I'll just say customer. Um, and for me to call back in an hour, moments have passed and I get a phone call from my older brother saying that my mother is having a heart attack. He calls again a minute later and he announces her death. Mm. So <laughs> there's no chance to see your loved ones alive but walking into the ICU is okay after their passing. Three other patients look like they were at the brink of death with misery on their expressions. There was an older gentleman um, in his late 50s between my mom's um, dead body and I having severe convulsions while he was intubated. Um, I was in shock. I, 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 I didn't know what to think at this point. My older brother asked the head nurse who was there if she was going to help him she said leave him and she did nothing what i saw there was medical battery and manslaughter failure to act in a reasonable manner and prevent suffering misery and harm to the patient i don't know how i will ever recover from knowing that this is happening to countless of others and it is very difficult and traumatizing trying to get this image of my mother's death out of my head. My mother did not die of COVID. She was fully vaccinated and she died of a heart attack while on a ventilator under the malpractices and neglect of these individuals. Wow. Yeah, and she had Alzheimer's and she needed she needed a support person. I mean, it's common sense. It's just it's just cruel to try to separate someone with a, a mental mental um, disorder. I talked to her um, three days prior to her being intubated, and she seemed fine. She was 
um, answering back. She um, she just seemed a little tired. But um, um, three days after, they just decided to intubate her, and this was the first. Um, this was after the first time I talked to the doctor. I mean, he didn't give me a full. Um, he didn't give me full informed consent. I mean, it's kind of hard um, for me to um, go back through, uh, at this and read it out loud. It's I'm still going through it. It's just, it's just February. Yeah, yeah. That that must be torturous just to just to come on and talk about it again and and talk, every time you're ready to communicate with someone, Fausto, that you have to talk about it again and again. So. Did I already introduce you to, or Jessica? Did I? Did you already say hello to Fausto on the yeah. on the air? I did not on the air. I did off air. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and uh, say uh, hello to Fausto. And uh, Fausto actually reached out to you. Uh, you're the president of Prestige Legal Nurse Consulting, and then you sent the information to me to see if we can. Uh, do a podcast episode with uh, Fausto. So, uh, Fausto, meet Jessica. Jessica, meet Fausto. Yes. Hi, Fausto. Hi, and and you know, listening to all of that, I couldn't even begin to, you know, feel what you've gone through. So, my deepest condolences, uh, you know, as well as Rick's, um, you know, for that from that whole situation. Uh, what I do as a legal nurse consultant, um, you know, I, I can't give legal advice, um, but I can certainly, uh, you know, help in explaining, you know, intricacies between the medical field and the legal field. Um, and then once you are able, you know, to obtain counsel, uh, we can certainly look through the medical records and, uh, you know, I can provide my expert opinion and, and my uh, professional opinion as well in relation to what the records entail. Um, certainly it sounds like there's a lot of information there that deserves some attention. So I'm glad that you reached out. Um, I typically when, uh, you know, I find individuals on Instagram to promote my business as well. Um, you know, it, it kind of is a, a, you know, a way to network. And, and so, you know, I got your email about, um, you looking at my website from, from Instagram. So thank you for reaching out because there's nothing, you know, that I love more than, than to help people. And, and certainly you're going through a, a an absolute devastating situation. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we can find the right person, um, to assist you and, and hopefully begin that healing process for you. All right. Well, yeah, Jessica is an RN. She's also a critical care nurse. So you mentioned some words that just, um, fit the description. So do you have any, any closing comments that you would like to make, uh, Fausto? Um, well, yeah, um, during this time, I was actually in the middle of a custody battle um, between um, my sister-in-law um, for, for um, excuse me, for conservatorship over my mother. 
I didn't, I didn't think that I was being fully informed of any medical decisions, um, huge medical decisions. And um, I didn't think that um, she was being fully represented since um, I was the one who was actually visiting my mom four times um, a week prior to her being hospitalized and um, not being able to see her. And um, yeah, we were about to set up a court date to for me to um, have conservatorship over her. So um, I was doing my very best to try to do this as as, um, as formal as possible without any conflict. But I'll admit, like the one thing I do regret is not storming the hospital and not calling the police on them um, when they intubated my mother. I mean, I feel like that's the one thing that I should have done, and I, I, I could have saved my mother's life, and she still could have been here with me. Mm-hmm. And she already suffered enough um, having Alzheimer's. Um, she broke her hip, like, a, a year ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, she didn't deserve any of this. I mean, for 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 her to go that way, it was... It's, it's probably the worst um, feeling ever. Um, I, I can't imagine if she was. Um, I can't imagine if she if, I, if she was being sedated or not. I mean, in the list of medications that the nurse gave me, I didn't hear anything about a sedative for um, for her to be intubated. So she could possibly would have been well aware of everything. Um, and with Alzheimer's, I mean, can you imagine how terrified she must have been? And um, I'm pretty sure she wasn't. Um, she wasn't um, fed. It was probably most likely a, a shortage, shortage of staffing, and she wasn't being attended. Um, uh, just by the way, um, the nurses described my mom um, of her trying to get their attention. I'm pretty thinking back at it. I'm pretty sure she was starving. Mm. I didn't mm-hmm. mention that in the complaint, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, she was mostly comfortable with me giving her food, and um, you guys know how, how horrible the food at the hospitals are, so I'm pretty sure she was starved to death as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Fosto, yeah, I would go ahead. No, oh, sorry. Well, yeah, her having Alzheimer's, she can't, re- she, she can't really... Um, um, speak for herself. She needed advocacy, and I was that person she needed. So, I don't know. Um, I just want to see this whole thing through. I got gotcha. you. There's no stopping me at this point. Yeah, and it sounds like someone needs to take a look at it. So, anyway, Mr. Fausto in Los Angeles County, I want to thank you for sharing your story on the 321 Biz Dev. And it's, uh, it's not the, a, a story that we normally have on our podcast, but your story deserves some attention big time. So anyway, uh, take care, make it a great day. And I'll send you a copy of this episode and we will be in touch. Jessica, any, any want to say goodbye? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, keep in touch. I definitely hope that, uh, you know, someone out there will be able to, uh, request the records and we can take a thorough review, you know, at a uh, thorough look at them, um, you know, because of course, uh, that's what you deserve at this point, you know, is, is at least that. So, um, you know, keep your head up, chin up, um, and 
we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully work together in the, in the future to get this moving. Thank you, Alrighty. Jessica. All right. Take care, everyone, and uh, have a, a good day. And, and Fausto, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Bye-bye. Thanks.